You're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 118. We all know that nagging feeling inside of us when we're just like, man, like we're meant for something more. Hi, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, and now it's time to light it up. Welcome to Gift Biz Unwrapped, your source for industry-specific insights and advice to develop and grow your business. And now, here's your host, Sue Monheit. Before we get into the show, I have a question for you. Do you know that you should be out networking, but you just can't get yourself to do it because it's scary? Are you afraid that you might walk into the room and not know anybody? Or that you're going to freeze when you get up to do that infamous elevator speech where you talk about yourself and your business? Well, I'm here to tell you that it doesn't need to be scary if you know what to do. To help you with this, I would like to offer you a coffee chat. For the price of buying me a cup of coffee, we can sit down through an online video and I'll tell you everything that I know about networking and how I have personally built two multi-six-figure businesses primarily through networking. You'll walk away with a solid understanding about how networking can truly grow your business. And you're going to have newfound confidence because I'm going to give you 10 fill-in-the-blank templates that you can use for your introduction message. To learn more about this opportunity, just go over to bit.ly forward slash network ninja. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash network ninja. And now let's move on to the show. Hi there, it's Sue and welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Whether you own a brick and mortar shop, sell online, or are just getting started, you'll discover new insight to gain traction and to grow your business. And today I have joining us Nicole Walters of Nicole Walters TV. Nicole is an income strategist who works with everyday entrepreneurs by applying corporate strategies to help build their businesses. She's worked as a client-facing business executive for Fortune 500 companies in both sales and marketing for over 10 years. Everyone from stay-at-home parents to small business owners can access her affordable and entertaining webinars and private monetization coaching. She calls her fan base Rich Friends, and today we all get to be part of that tribe. So with that, Nicole, welcome to the show. Hi, Sue. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, listen to your energy. I love that. (laughs) I love this sort of thing. I can't even tell you. It's exciting because I actually visualize myself in front of all these people like, hey, 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 let's do this. That's right. (laughs) Well, and when I saw you live, well, I'm not even going to go there because we're going to talk about the candle. Sure. But our colors jive and I'm like, okay, I already loved you just seeing you online. And then in person, you're the same everywhere you go. So I know our listeners here are in for a treat hearing you chatting today. Oh, shocks. Thanks. I like to get started by having you describe yourself in a creative way over and above the intro that we just did. So if you were to create your own motivational candle that totally gives us insight into you, what color would it be and what would be a quote or a saying that would be on the candle? So I got to say, first and foremost, I have never had this question before. I didn't even know motivational candles existed. (laughs) So if this is a thing, I need some, you know, one first foremost. All right, then. (laughs) I love that. So if anyone out there is looking for business ideas, like that's solid. But my candle would be yellow. 
it would be yellow because that's my absolute favorite color because I feel like it's the only color that matches how I feel inside. So it's like bright and it's fun and it stands out and it just makes you feel good. And you know, if I could be a color, it would be yellow. (laughs) You are all yellow. I am all yellow. And then, of course, motivational quotes. So I am actually a woman of faith because I believe in God and I'm saved. My quote actually comes from the Bible. It's 1 Peter 4.10. And this is a driving inspiration behind my business. That quote is, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And my interpretation of it from the Bible is that I've been gifted specific and unique skills from God, and that's my blessing. They're mine to have and to use, but they're only really beneficial if I'm using them to serve other people. And that is the best way for me to glorify the fact that I've been given this gift. So that kind of gets me up out of my seat every single day because as a woman of faith, I want to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and that's serving people. I love that. And that's obviously what you're all about. I think there's something else to look at in that quote too, and that is so many people when they start off, they see someone who is successful and they want to be just like them, and that's not necessarily their gift. Oh no, not at all. You're totally right. You really have to identify your own gift and what comes natural to you and what really resonates and jives with you and present that to the world. Absolutely. I think one of the phrases that I like to use in my community all the time is be a disruptor, not a duplicator. There's nothing wrong with taking what's been tried and true and applying it to allow you to sort of skip past mistakes. That's why it's important to learn from the experts, but always put your own spin on it because if not, you're depriving the world of the one thing that you're here to do, which is to create change and inspire. And uh, you already have the tools to do that. So yeah, do your own thing. Beautiful. Perfect. All right. So now let's talk about your thing, but let's go back a little bit. Talk with us because you have such an interesting story about what happened (laughs) with you from the transition from corporate on. But go back a little bit as far as you think you need to start and share with everybody your journey. Sure, absolutely. So I always like to start from the very beginning, which is that I am the American story, if you will. So I am the daughter of two African immigrants that fought and worked very hard to get here, do the paperwork and line everything up so that they could take advantage of the American dream and really contribute to this country. And so they raised me to believe and to work towards, you know, earning everything that I have. And what that meant was riding around with my dad in his taxi cab every single day and not always having ends meet, but knowing that the value of education was there. You know, I really had the choice of either growing up to clean a building or growing up to put my name on the side of one. But that is all going to be determined by the work ethic I put out. So from day one, I worked very, very hard to make sure that wherever I had an opportunity, I capitalized on it. And that led me to the corporate world where I became very successful very quickly. And by 28, I had a six-figure job and I was senior executive within a Fortune 500 company and I'm working business to business. I mean, I truly thought I had it all. And I mean, if you've spoken to my dad, my dad, of course, as a taxi driver, an African-American, he's like, my daughter, you are doing so well. You have business cards. You have office. He sounds adorable. Adorable, you know, but it's also like, you know, dad, I'm trying to explain this thing to you and it's called entrepreneurship and I feel a little unfulfilled and I know I have more to offer and he's kind of like, but you have office, you know, know, (laughs) and it was really tough because I knew that 
And I think we all know that nagging feeling inside of us when we're just like, man, like we're meant for something more. And I can't quite put my finger on it. But what I do know is I have to chase after that thing. And I need to start building because if I don't start building, it's not going away. And that's what happened. I started building while I was working my nine to five job. I started building the foundation, so taking from what I knew from corporate and making sure that my business was financially stable, making sure that the structures were right, making sure that it was monetized from day one. So I wasn't rushing on the back end to take a bunch of followers and convince them to pay me. In doing that, I got on live streaming. And I think that might be where we met, Sue. In live streaming initially, I think, on Periscope? Yes. Yeah, on Periscope, I was on there every single day getting on live, you know, and I still am just sharing my story and saying, guys, I'm in corporate and it's killing me. And, you know, I had these skills. And did you guys know you could monetize this way? And I was teaching and people were just like, oh my gosh, you're so good at this. Do you have more info? And so I'm creating products and getting them out to people, applying what I know. And uh, it got to the point where I was like, you know, I think it's time for me to quit. And I figured I'd taken everyone on the journey that far. So why not keep them with me? And I actually quit my job live on Periscope in front of 10,000 and people. I kept it classy because, you know. <laughs> and that was not the plan, as I understand the story. That was not what you were going to do. Plan. It was not the plan at all. I was planning on quitting and I told everyone I was going to do that. But ultimately, the way that I did it was getting on the phone. I was like, guys, I'll come back live afterwards to tell you how it went. But everyone was like, no, keep us on the line. And so I was like, well, all right. That was brave. I'll be completely honest. It was super scary because I knew that my boss would miss me and all that. But I was like, what if he's like good riddance, you know, in front of everybody? <laughs> you know, like I didn't know how he would take it or what if he got upset? And especially because where my business was, I mean, I had like interviews and things like that lined up the following day. I mean, I just really wasn't in a position where I was even going to be able to do a two week notice. And people typically do two week notices, not just to give their boss time to transition. And I did help my boss transition over the coming weeks. But it wasn't like your standard, like, I'm not going to still be able to take client meetings, like I'm actually like, done. It was really difficult to know that was gonna be the case. And he was just like, my boss was awesome. And he lives in Illinois. I don't know if his wife listens to this podcast or not. or <laughs> I don't know. But who knows, I might know him, you never know. <laughs> you might know him. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I can only tell you right now, if anyone can see me, I'm like blushing. I'm like, so like, oh my gosh, it just occurred to me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But in any case, he was awesome about it. He was just like, yeah, you know, if you're making money and you are happy and doing what you love, then why are you still here? Like I burst into tears because it was like a light switch went on, you know, where it was just like, it's so simple, but it's so right. And I quit my job there. And then within 18 months, I built a seven figure business serving people and helping them put those business foundationals in place with a specific focus on income generation, not just on making a pretty brand or a creative brand or a brand that just serves, but also a brand that earns you revenue that allows you to keep working in your purpose. And I get to do that every single day and I couldn't be happier. That is such a great story. I'm so glad we started there because it is such a journey and so different. And listening to what your dad was saying, I'm sure because he wanted the best for you, was like, no, you need the office, you need the cars. I can't do it in your accent that you're you're doing, but... So you're going against someone that you highly respect. And I could see other people who are feeling like they want to make that kind of a change too. having people in their life very close who are, you know, saying, no, what are you thinking? Are you crazy to do that? 
do you remember that live broadcast? People were on there real time. I had 10,000 people who were on that broadcast, but I think about a thousand or 1500 were actually able to get in in time to comment. And I mean, real time, I am on the phone with my boss and I've got people on there who are like, what are you doing? This is dumb. Like, why are you broadcasting this? Why are you quitting your job? This is insane. And I had like friends and family texting me. Like, so like while that's happening, I'm getting notifications like, maybe you don't want to do this. Or are you serious right now? You know, like, and I've also got people on the other side who are like, way to go. You got this girl. Like, you know, God's favor. Like, you know, and I'm over here like, well, I'm already in it. Got to push through. (laughs) Okay. So this is perfect because this is something we would never have gotten into yet. So you had people on both sides. What were you pulling from yourself? And this is for our listeners who are thinking that they want to start their business or might want to be quitting their job, that type of thing. We'll go into that a little more detail later. But what was it that made you know, this is what I'm going to do? I'm going to go forward with this. I'm going to do it. Sure. I mean, well, what started was the pull of knowing the people that I'd served and that I'd already served. So harking back to my quote that I had earlier, if you've already started putting your products in front of people, and if you've already started providing solutions and the feedback you're getting is, you know, things like, I mean, these are literally sentences you can look for to let you know that this is something that you may need to start making moves towards is your product changed my life, or your product was exactly what I needed, or I love this so much and it brought so much joy into my world, or I can't imagine not having this product. When I started hearing feedback like that from people saying, I have started earning revenue where I didn't earn it before. I was able to pay my child's school fees. I paid my electricity bill and had something left over. I was able to pay to send my entire family to Disneyland for vacation. I mean, when I heard that and realized that each one of those stories and the fact that I made choices to, you know, make the time to apply my skills to this person allowed one of their dreams to come to fruition and brought them a solution. All I realized was, hey, this whole planet, we've got six, seven billion people out here. How many people are waiting on me to make the call to bring them the thing they need to reach their own greatness? And that gets me up every single day because uh, they're people that need to be served. And I just can't be so selfish as to not get out there and provide that solution. Well said. And really, you were looking outside of yourself, not inside, not what it was going to do for you. It was what are you going to provide to the world? How much benefit and how much reward and satisfaction can you give other people based on skills that you have and knowledge that you have? A hundred percent. Just also because once you start working in your purpose, the making the money part, it feels hard in the beginning, but it's not always going to be hard. And once you're in the place where you're making enough money, you better be motivated by something bigger than yourself because otherwise you're not going to get up every day. Perfect. (laughs) Yep. So Gift Biz listeners, for you, this might look like if you're doing a craft show and you're selling product and your product is very different. Maybe you have a product that's different, hasn't been on the market before, but people are attracted to it. They're using it. They're coming back to other shows because you have something that they want. So it might look like that. It might look like if you're making scarves or you're doing cupcakes, friends are starting to ask you, will you do this? I have a friend's birthday coming up. Will you make a scarf for me? Or I have an event coming. Would you do those great cupcakes? Things like that. People who are being attracted and are coming to you for your product. Even if you haven't quite started your business, these, as Nicole is talking about, could be signs. Now, it's not enough to sustain you yet to stop your job if that's the sole income, but it's something to pique your interest and say, hey, maybe I really have something here. Would you say intuition as well? Certainly faith for you played a role. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, for me, faith was, you know, 90% of it, because let's be completely honest, you can build the systems, you can build the process, you can do all that. But I can't tell you how many people I've worked with who've done all that, but they just don't have the belief in themselves. And if you find that you've done all the work, and you've got all those things going, that's the part where you just it's about time to leap, you know, and I think that one of the biggest misconceptions in business building is that the last step is finishing your funnel or completing products or getting clients. And it's not the last step is launching. If that's how you actually make yourself better, that's how you actually make sure your product is what people really need. So if you don't put yourself out there, you'll never actually find out if you're meant to do it. Exactly. And another year will go by and another year will go by and you'll keep talking about wanting to do it. And this is a big issue with a lot of people that, you know, they're going to do it. They're going to write that book. They're going to open their shop. They're going to start selling their product and they just don't get started. That's right. The gunners will get you. <laughs> yeah, the gunners will get you. Absolutely. So I encourage any of you out there who are on the fence right now, just start thinking of a mindset of, yes, I am going to get started. So let's go back just for a second, because again, I think this will help everybody. Let's put you back in corporate just for a minute, only for a minute. Okay, just for a minute. I'll go back just for a minute, but not too long. <laughs> what were a couple of the first steps that you started doing? Just something tangible. Well, I'll be completely honest. And I think that this is something that a lot of people might benefit from. I didn't start off doing business consulting. I think that, you know, some of us are very resistant to the fact that our business may need to change. But business is a dynamic, living, breathing, moving, changing organism. So whatever it is that you're doing now, if you're feeling the call like this business isn't quite right, or I may be making jams, what, what I really want to do is like hand painted, hand lettered signs, it may be time for you to change your business. So I actually started out as a beauty blogger doing what I do now for corporate. And on the side, I was like, but I really love being on the internet. And I love how I have so much more exposure to everyday people. So I was living out a portion of my purpose by providing a solution. But the solution I was providing wasn't where I could help people the most. But it allowed me to sort of sample and see that world. And so that's where I started. And I had a lot of traction and I had a monetized brand that was making me money on the side while working my nine to five. And I actually translated a lot of the funds from that startup brand into the foundation to build my next brand and business, which is what I have now. And it's my consulting firm, you know, monetize myself. And I absolutely love it. And it's where I'm supposed to be. But I also am not so short sighted as to think that my business isn't going to grow and change in as little as three to five years. And it's in that refinement that we help the most people. Beautiful. Perfect. So you already had side income and money that you were putting through, et cetera, and your business changed just like mine has. <laughs> I've told the story before. So a lot of people who are listening already know that whole story. This is another elephant in the room, if you will, because people might know, yes, I feel it. There are people who are interested, but they don't have money to start. You are the income strategist. What advice do you have for somebody there? Absolutely. So I think that one of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to the startup cost of business is that phrase that goes around, you have to spend money to make money. And it's true, you do. But what you actually have to do is be mindful of your overhead and your expense. So yes, you have to invest 100%. I mean, that's part of it. But you plan for that investment. You put things aside, you start off where you are. So for me, that meant that I had to put in extra time and hours to build my own first website, because I couldn't afford to pay someone $6,000 for that website. But what I did to let that happen was I removed the fear, if you will, and perfectionism around it being the perfect website, because I am not a web developer but I needed it to be functional, not fancy. 
And I think that's one of the hardest things whenever you're creative and you're really invested in what you're doing. It's just like, man, like I can't have my branding colors not be what they're supposed to be, but understand that it's more important to get that purpose out there. And, you know, and investing in where your money should really be spent is with experts. I mean, 100% experts, because what you can't afford is to make mistakes. So you want to spend the money to learn from people who are going to help you make the right steps. But when it comes to execution and creating, you can do that yourself. That is the elbow grease that you have to apply. And if you are a crafter and you're creative and you're a maker, you have an endless supply of that. You are rare and able to build on your own. What you need to do is just get the outline, the structure, the sewing pattern to make it happen. Perfect. So just to summarize what Nicole's talking about here, make an investment into experts who have been there or know the steps that you should be taking. And boy, was I guilty of this because I was going to be one of those, I'm going to do it all myself type people <laughs> until I learned, you know, why in the world would you do that when there are people out there? And when we're talking about experts, it doesn't always mean a lot of money either. We're not necessarily talking thousands. There's lots of good information available online. When you find somebody that you feel comfortable with, you trust, like they really know what they're talking about because they've done it, just like Nicole's talking about, you know, she's done what she now teaches, right? And she's done it now for a lot of people. So you want to be really cautious of that, that you're following and listening to someone who really does know. And only you can say if that's the right person. There are a lot of people out there, 99.9% .9 of people mean well. Absolutely. It's not that they're trying to pull the wool over your eyes or something, but you want to make sure that you feel confident that this is someone that you want to trust. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, I really like what you talk about, just get it out there. Whether it's a website or you're going to your first trade show or craft fair, maybe your display isn't as beautiful as you would love it to be, but get it out there. This is customer and market research that you're after too. Absolutely. You can always upgrade later. Absolutely. hundred percent. No, I think that that's great feedback. One of the tools that I love to put into people's hands is on my website, thesystemswap.com. It's simply just a swapping out of systems. So if you're using like a fancy pants email server that would to collect emails that was recommended to you, I just have a list of cheaper alternatives. And it was the type of thing that I wish I had in the very beginning because I was spending thousands every month on systems that I thought I needed when in reality, those thousands every month could have been spent on an expert to show me how to use these systems. And if you go to the systemswap.com, you can actually get a list where you're able to switch out your systems. And I mean, people are saving thousands every month by just switching to either a free platform, like a free website creator or a free landing page creator or a free email list creator, something simple versus paying a ton of money for things. But yeah, all those little pennies count and you really want to get the help from the right people. I'm going to connect that link up in the show notes for sure. Awesome. Thank you. And the whole thing is know the strategy. You don't have to buy the systems yet. You can buy something that's more free as you're getting started. All right. Now you've helped so, so, so many people in the short time that you've been in business. What? 18 months or so, right? Now I'm hitting on two years. It took me about 18 months to hit seven figures, but now I'm almost at the two-year mark, which is crazy. <laughs> well, that's still, in the scheme of things, a really short time, <laughs> right? It feels like a short time, but you know what? I was a blogger for five years and I worked in corporate for 10. So I think that that's something I always want to put into perspective. Once I was closely aligned with my purpose, the funds came in quickly, but it took me almost 10 years to get aligned with my purpose. Because you knew it was there and you didn't take action or you didn't recognize it yet? 
Well, I was taking action. It just took a while for me to get properly aligned, meaning like I was always finding, I was always beating around the bush. But when I finally leaped and said, I'm going all in <laughs> and I will not quit until I hit this thing because I cannot continue to live a life of just sort of sampling this world crafting. It's like, it can't just be Saturdays at the farmer's market anymore. You know, like the only way this is going to happen is if I put in the more time, that's how I'm going to make more revenue. That's how I'm going to get more exposure. I mean, it just, I was at that push or shove place. And once I finally said, I'm going to do it because I've given 10 years to corporate. Can I give myself six months? Can I give myself a year? I deserve that, right? Just to see it. If it fails, I can always go back, you know? <laughs> so let me go ahead and try. And once I did, I mean, it just took off. So I always try to tell people, yeah, it's about doing. Absolutely. And I'll make a comment here too that I think is important is, yes, you can always go back. There's not much in life here that you do decisions that you can't in one way or another reverse. And if you need to, that's just a learning that you've had, knowledge that you had. Doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Like you decided that you were going to stop and you quit your job. You went in full time, let's say, and it wasn't working. It You weren't making money. First off, you're not a bad person. Second of all, it might just be your product isn't a connect with the audience. It has nothing to do with you as a person. Maybe it's just not that product. Maybe it has to be something else. You were just listening to Nicole talking about how she has switched from being more of a blogger into her consulting that she's doing now. Right. So the point is you got to take action or you're never going to know. You nailed it, Sue. It's more discovery than anything else. It really is. And you're better for it. Like, oh my gosh, think of how much you learn along the way, right? So it's like, I just think about it and it's like, man, people could say, oh, your blogger business failed, but it didn't. I mean, I ended it because it didn't make sense anymore, you know, and all of those five years of knowledge are the reason why I could be a seven figure business owner in 18 months. And it's because I, if I hadn't done those five years, it never would have happened. Absolutely. And also one more point before we move on here, anyone who is working a nine to five job now, what skills or knowledge do you need to have that you think as you're moving forward that you could be getting exposure to right where you are right now? Oh my gosh. Everyone who is listening, you always should listen to this podcast because no one ever asked me that question. And it's such a good question. Like Sue is so on this. So yeah, if you're still in your nine to five, the things that I paid close attention to close to quit day was interpersonal relationships, meaning how did my company acquire new business? Like what were they doing right? And what were they doing wrong in their consumer interaction? And this is something you can pay attention to all the way from if you are just a customer service cashier, all the way up to senior management. If you are looking at are they customer and client driven? Do they follow up with their clients? Are they consistently engaged? Do they put the client needs before themselves? Are they refining their product based on feedback? These are all things that I paid close attention to because I was working for a Fortune 500 company and I see myself now as a Fortune 500 company. I just haven't put in the number of years that my company did. So because of that, I was like, what can I extract? I used my company almost like an, another expert or another mentor. I was learning and taking notes and saying, this is what I would do right and this is what I would do differently in order to get myself there faster, better and further. So there are things to learn right now. Absolutely. And maybe there's an initiative that they're doing that you want to raise your hand for and be part of because you'll learn something. And it's not, even though you know you're going to be doing something later or you're trying to capture some more information and some more experience, it doesn't mean that you are not still serving your company because you're there, you have the skills, you're doing it for them. 
but it's also helping you on the other side. So just don't think, you know, I hate to think of people who are not excited to jump out of bed like you're talking about, Nicole, and you know, because they have to go into their corporate job or whatever they're doing nine to five, but you can reap benefits of that. And look, you're not going to get your day back. So you might as well make it the best that it possibly can be as you're moving forward. Something to think about for everybody there. Nicole, with your current client base that you have, all your rich friends, right? (laughs) Is there some challenge that you're seeing over and over that we haven't talked about yet? Some hurdle that people just are having trouble jumping over to get started on their own? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that one of the biggest hurdles, again, is the failure to launch and the launch fear of really putting yourself out there. There's just so much to overcome in believing whether or not we can do it. And I think that part of that really has to come from aligning ourselves with one, you know, we're serving people, so it's not about us. And then two, also remembering that your business is just one part of you and it isn't the thing that defines you. It isn't all that you are. And if you are finding that you are measuring yourself by your success in your business, then it is important to take some time to reflect on why you're doing it and what's most important. And oftentimes I tell people, you know, yes, entrepreneurship is not for everybody, but there's nothing wrong with taking time out to determine if it aligns. And if you find that you're in a situation where you're like, oh my gosh, this is not working and I'm stressed out, take that time and reflect and make it work because you will come back refreshed and burnout is a real thing. So when you're first getting into it, if you find that you're like hitting the wall over and over and over again, the answer isn't pushed through necessarily. Sometimes the answer is let go and let go, slow down, stop and come back to it. I wish someone had told me that. That because I lost whole months to trying to push through problems when what I needed to do was take a week off and come back refreshed. Very good point. When I first started, I felt like there's going to be a point in my career development where emotionally and psychologically, I'm going to know that I've made it. I've gotten there. But I know I still suffer from imposter syndrome. I still get anxious sometimes when I click my Facebook Live button to go live. Like, are people going to be there? Are they going to appreciate or find value in things that I say? I think it's always a process. And as an entrepreneur, you were saying, Nicole, that you may be an entrepreneur, you may not, but you might as well try it. But even if you are an entrepreneur, some of that unknown and uncomfortableness and questioning if you can be better and all of that never goes away. You have to start being comfortable with the fact that that's just always going to exist. Do you agree? Oh my gosh, Sue, I'm still learning that. It's the craziest thing because in the beginning, you look at life almost in the way that it's been measured before because entrepreneurship is not like anything you've ever done before. In the work world, it's always a project and the project has a deadline or it's always a common goal that kind of has an end or it's always a shift that's over at five. If you're in school, it's always, you know, four years and then you get your degree. I mean, there's always this finish line that we're all racing to and that we're always able to measure in our brain and say, if I can only get here, I'll be done. Or if I can label myself a success, entrepreneurship is literally never like that, especially if you are a driven overachiever perfectionist, which most of us are. We're also a little bit crazy because this, again, is like, I mean, you are permanently challenging yourself. Like, why would you put yourself through that? You know, you're so right. (laughs) You have to be a little. (laughs) A little bit wonky in the brain, you know? So in entrepreneurship, it's different because the way it works, you get in there and yes, you might have like a launch deadline or a production deadline or, you know, a wholesaling agreement. But once you do that, if you are truly challenged and driven, what will happen is you're excited, you'll celebrate, hopefully you'll celebrate, you have to start reminding yourself to do that, but then you'll move that finish line. You'll redefine what excellence means to you. You'll strive to be more and recognizing something that's going to constantly happen will allow you to be a lot easier on yourself when you get there and you might say to yourself, 
well, that was kind of easy, which it wasn't easy. It was hard, but like, I'm here. I got here. That was faster than I thought. I guess I got to do other things. And so, and that's what happened. I thought hitting seven figures would be a lot harder because I did five years of beauty blogging and I didn't hit seven figures in that business, but I was also doing it part-time, obviously. So once all the other things came up and I hit that, I was like, okay, well, now that I've done that, now what? You know what I mean? Like, what's next? And you constantly worry, okay, well, now, you know, will I have the people show up? And what's that going to look like? And uh, you rise to the occasion. And believe it or not, all the things that got you to that point that hit that finish line are the very same tools that will get you to that next frontier. And you just have to have faith that that's possible. Agreed. And I think it's probably a trait of a successful entrepreneur is you get there and it's more the striving and the journey to get to the next, you know, make a new goal and get to the next finish line than just to be at one finish line and be done. I don't think that's in our nature at all. It is at all, which is good. You know, that's how greatness happens. I mean, if Steve Jobs released the first phone and was like, well, I did it. That's it. <laughs> we'd, we'd all still be, you know, talking on this like huge brick of an iPhone, you know <laughs> what I mean? That barely did anything and didn't have cool apps. So you're exactly right. Okay. So Nicole, you've grown. I know that you're the back of the shop for you. You have a lot of people now helping because you need to. What types of tools or any suggestions for someone who, again, is in this development stage that you found were really helpful for you that you even use today or that you were using earlier? Sure. Well, especially for creative types, if you find that you absolutely hate to do it, like make a list, you know, if you hate to do it, if you dread it, if doing this thing is keeping you from getting other things done because of how much you don't like to do it, it probably needs to be outsourced. And it's not worth creating a bottleneck in your business at you because they're, especially because you have such important other things that you need to offer to your business, like your innovation and your creativity and your consumer engagement and your love and passion. So for me, you know, what that looks like is I hate tech. Like I work in the web world. I get my clients from the world web world. So it's important that my tech works, but I don't like it. It takes me hours to figure something out. And I just get so frustrated. And it was just very clear to me early on that that was one of the first things I needed to delegate. And that actually drove me to be better at what I did, because I was like, I got to pay somebody to do this stuff or else I'll never get anything done. There's that. And I also my volume of email. So I get a lot of fan and consumer and client engagement. I get anywhere from 150 to 350 emails a day. And so I hired an admin pretty quickly to just sort my inbox so that I'm seeing what counts and that, you know, login issues and things of that sort are handled separately, you know, and just having those two roles covered completely changed my life. And I know that it's easier to speak about that luxury of having help with the revenue to have it, but help can also be in a project basis. So I love talking about resources like Fiverr and Upwork.com, where you're able to hire someone on a project basis for as little as $5 or $40 to just solve a problem. And then you can facilitate it from there. And that's where I started before I was able to hire a team of my own. A lot of people will go back and say exactly what you said. I wish I would have hired out sooner. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's usually money fear, I think. Well, I mean, I don't want to, pro- you know, project, but I know for me, it was money fear. It was kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm supposed to, you know, pay this money to hire someone. Like, what if I can't afford it? And the pressure of like, now I'm paying your salary, I'm responsible for you. That money fear is kind of scary. And and I still have that, like, with as much money as I make now in my business, I just hired my first full time or second full time employee, two of them this past two months where they are 40 hours a week, W2, full tax, like all that fancy pants stuff. And I pay them a proper good American salary, you know, and it's like, I look at that and I'm like, I am responsible for their lives. They are counting on me every single day from nine to five to pay their rent. And it's definitely scary. But what I learned very quickly in the beginning when I hired that first person to do a project for me for $45 was that 
the return on investment that you make from putting out that money in either experts and mentorship or getting help to do your business is tenfold. So it hurts to like open your fist and let go of that $50, but then your hands are wide open to collect the multiplied effort of revenue that comes back because you invested in getting help. I 100% agree. And your point about doing projects, you know, instead of having to hire, if you're not there, the opportunity to just get a few projects done is gold. Yeah. Like you're waiting to start a podcast, pay a intern in college to do the whole setup for you. So that all you have to do is just start recording. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> you know, we were talking about this with podcasts a little bit earlier. I just meaning like six weeks ago now hired a VA to help edit my shows. No, what? So, no. Nicole, I have saved five or six hours per episode. I could, Sue, I, look, if you could see me right now, I'd be like, hey, girl, hey. Like, you cannot do that to yourself. I cannot believe that over 100 episodes were edited by you. That is crazy pants. It was nuts. And, you know, it was just, I wasn't putting in the system. It's just, I didn't do it. I didn't, you know, we all, you know, we can all talk things. And sometimes you have to turn the mirror back on yourself and say, are you listening? <laughs> right, no, I, I'm guilty. Yeah. Super guilty. I totally get it. But hey, Sue, what's it like to have your life back? <laughs> like, how's that feel? So seriously. And you know what I'm doing with it? Amazing. I'm actually talking more with customers. Like, how about that? <laughs> you know? Right. You know, and hopefully getting a pedicure and some coffee. <laughs> and guess what? Sometimes I stay home on Sundays. Yes, you deserve it. Like, I don't come into the office. <laughs> that is awesome. So, but yeah, excellent point. And love, love, love that you talked projects. Okay, so you have so much information, know so much. Where else do you go to continue learning? God is so funny. It's crazy because I am really blessed in the space I'm in to get to work with a lot of experts. I've been blessed to have a lot of keynote speaking engagements. In your yellow dress. In my yellow dress. <laughs> I almost always wear yellow just because it makes me feel good. So it's like I put on yellow in the morning and I'm like, how could I not look in the mirror and not feel good? Like, you know, so... When I saw you at Kim Garst in that yellow dress, I'm like, okay, I already loved her, but now I love her even more. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, it's true. And so I'm really good friends with like Kim Garst and uh, Shalene Johnson is actually like a personal like family friend. Like my kids call her Aunt Shalene. We just love, love, love her. And I'm friends with like Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield and Dave Ramsey. And so I have this amazing network of people in this industry where, you know, God bless them. They'll answer my questions, you know? So it's like, what's great is, I have really good friends. But again, like where I am in my business is I've learned that a lot of the logistics, the technical things like how to set up a funnel or how to set up a webinar and email list, like all those things are really readily accessible online. If you want that training, it's getting the support of people who are several steps ahead of you, you know, in whatever respective field to be able to say, hey, this is what the vision looks like. This is what the future looks like. And this is what's possible. And, you know, hey, this entrepreneurship, emotional thing, you know, like uh, Pat Flynn's been doing this for a decade now, you know, and, and talking to him, he's like, you know, I've been at this for a while, like some days are the grind. And sometimes just seeing the fact that he's like starting over in other areas and trying new things, that's where I go for my inspirations. I just go to the experts and I stay tapped in to their journeys so that I can continue to succeed on my own. 
Beautiful. I think there's something else there with this too, is you want to make sure that what the life looks like that you think you're going for is something you really want. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh, Sue. Preach. Okay. Because I can't even <laughs> tell you that, you know, you were just saying earlier in this chat about how it's so important to make sure that the person you're following has done the thing right? Well, it's also important to make sure that they're living the life you want. One of the things that I run into all the time with my coaching clients is, you know, I'll get students who have built businesses kind of following the formula, if you will. And they're like, yeah, I make six figures easily, but I hate my life. You know, my coach never told me that I would take five consulting calls a day. And I feel like I spent all my time on the phone and I hate everything right now, you know, and it's just like, wow, like, you know, you weren't taught about diversified income streams. You weren't taught about building some passive streams that allow you to live in your purpose. So let's kind of get you lined up. But for me, all of my mentors that I follow, everybody, all my good friends that are in my network, you know, all the people I mentioned here, they put family first. And for me, that's a huge priority. I adopted three girls from foster care and my three girls are, you know, 17, 15 and five. And they're the light of my world. And I'm a new mom, but you better believe that I am like so all in that they're the number one place I want to be. And they were a part of why I quit my job because I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, I can't be in a meeting. I've got a five-year-old. This is crazy. You know, so with that, you got to make sure the advice that I get, I know is always considering family because the people that I listen to and the people I talk to and my friends, it's a priority for them. So I can trust that they're not going to tell me, oh yeah, girl, if you're not making income or if you feel like you want to boost your revenue, all you have to do is put in an 80 hour week and don't put dinner on the table and miss the graduation party. They'll never say that, you know, <laughs> that's not how they live. So I think that, yeah, you nailed it. Like make sure that the people that you're listening to a hundred percent have a life that you want to live too, because I look at some people like, like, and I'll just, I'll throw out names because I keep it all the way real. But like Gary Vaynerchuk, love, love, love him. Guy is brilliant, right? Smart and, you know, a straight shooter and knows his stuff. My goodness, his hustle is not the way I want my hustle to look. You know what I mean? Like I just, I want to hustle and I want to have that success and that impact and that drive. But I can tell you right out the gate that I am not inspired to have a life where it's like that I'm on the go, go, go all the time. So it's like, I'll listen to his advice and extract what I need, but there are other elements of it that just don't align with me. And so I always have to fact check that against my own internal radar, my faith radar, and then my family and, you know, mentor support radar. And I think everybody should be doing that in their business. I totally agree with you. And those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Gary, Monday through Friday, I don't know, 5 a.m. to 2 a.m. works. Like he might sleep three hours. Now he does take weekends for his family, but like I would be in bed sleeping the whole weekend if I had those hours. Sue, you and me both. And also, can I just say like, I don't just love my family. I like my family. They're my favorite people. So it's like I a weekend would not be enough. I miss them during the day. You know? So I could not imagine not seeing my family at the end of every day and at the top of every morning and sometimes at lunch. <laughs> so. Totally. And this brings up another point. I just want to slip in here as we're winding down is that your life will also change. The stages of your kids also change. So if you have younger kids, maybe you don't want to be starting a business full time. If it fits in on the side because you're valuing the time with the kids, or you keep it downsized a little bit, there's plenty of time later when they're out of the house, when they're away at college. So businesses, especially when you're in business for yourself, can flux based on the life stage that you're in too. Oh my gosh, Sue. Yes, that's gold. Everybody write that down, circle it, exclamation mark. Sue is telling you today, accurate, like 100%. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. Golden. <laughs> so Nicole, at this point, I'd like to invite you to dare to dream. I'd like to present you with a virtual gift. 
It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. So this is your dream or your goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. Please accept this gift and open it in our presence. What is inside your virtual box? Inside of my virtual box is the platform to reach an unlimited amount of people. And I mean, not just people who have access to the internet, not just people who have access to TV, but I mean, the little child in, you know, South Africa who is running around on the street with no vision of what his future could look like and no understanding that the only thing that stands between his success is time and resources and a little bit of prayer and faith. And in that box is that platform to widen my territory, because I truly believe that as a change catalyst that I can show up and show out when given the opportunity and that I have a gift to bless and inspire the world to believe and in the tools and resources to create change for themselves. So that's what is in the box. Whatever that magic tool is that gets me in front of the right people to share this inspiring message, that's what's in there. And and it would be the greatest gift of all time. And I'm going to keep working until I can open that box. There you go. I got to say, with technology the way it is and what we're able to do in places we're able to access now, and your passion and beauty and excitement and everything yellow personality, people are attracted to you already. So you have that. You have the channel. Technology's only going to get better, right? I appreciate that. And we're seeing technology even in third world countries. I mean, everyone is getting connected. Yeah, and I do believe that it's something that I definitely hold close to me that there's no mistake that I was born during this time. And I am grateful for the ability to take advantage of all the resources that have been presented. So all in good time. That gives me chills. (laughs) (laughs) Love it, love it, love it, love it. Where could people find out more about you, Nicole? Yes, well, everything all about me and my life and my stuff is at NicoleWalters.tv. So you can find out everything at NicoleWalters.tv. And if you want to know more about how to swap out your systems when you're just getting started and keeping your costs low, head over to TheSystemSwap.com. And you can actually grab a quick cheat sheet list for absolutely nothing where it'll just help you save a couple extra bucks because you're probably spending too much you know, here and there and every little bit counts. Thank you so much for that. Show notes, you guys, will be there with all the links, as always. Nicole, I so appreciate your showing up today with all of this great information, your vibe, your spirit. If anybody who's been listening has been thinking about jumping into this crazy little world of entrepreneurship, I think that we've got them going now. It's because of a lot of what you're talking about. It doesn't have to be scary. You can start planning. And guess what? Just like Nicole was talking about where she was doing it within her, you know, while she was still working, you guys can all get started right now today to put yourself on that path. So think about that. Okay, Nicole, again, love that you were here. So appreciate your time, all of your energy, all of your wisdom. I'm hoping you'll pick up like a million fans either on Periscope or live or something because this vibe will continue. This is how you show up every day. And Nicole, may that motivational candle of yours continue to burn bright. Thank you. Where are you in your business building journey? Whether you're just starting out or already running a business and you want to know you're set up for success, find out by taking the Gift Biz Quiz. Access the quiz from your computer at bit.ly slash giftbizquiz or from your phone by texting Gift Biz Quiz to 44222. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us for the next episode. Today's show is sponsored by The Ribbon Print Company. Looking for a new income source for your gift business? Customization is more popular now than ever. Brand your products with your logo. 
or print a happy birthday Jessica ribbon to add to a gift right at checkout. It's all done right in your shop or craft studio in seconds. Check out the ribbonprintcompany.com for more information. After you listen to the show, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to jump over and subscribe to the show on iTunes. That way you'll automatically get the newest episodes when they go live. And thank you to those who have already left a rating and review. By subscribing, rating, and reviewing, you help to increase the visibility of Gift Biz Unwrapped. It's a great way to pay it forward to help others with their entrepreneurial journey as well.